and my fellow Pennsylvanians. This state's electoral votes are key to who wins the presidency, and both of the candidates know it. We win Pennsylvania, we win the whole deal, you know that. Just like last time. But states like Pennsylvania are going to be incredibly important. The only thing left on the board is Pennsylvania. The president cannot get to the finish line without the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. One state all four candidates are visiting today is Pennsylvania. Its 20 electoral votes are highly coveted, and the Keystone State could end up being one of the determining factors in the race. Jill's a Philly girl. Well, I'm a screen guy. Oh, Pennsylvania. We love Pennsylvania. In this special episode, we're going to take a break from impacting the 2020 election and the electoral landscape of suburban Philadelphia. We have an avid listener of Pennsylvania Kitchen Table Politics. She lives in the South Hills of suburban Pittsburgh, and she has an important message that touched me really, really deeply, and I know it'll impact you too. Steph Sarecki, welcome to my kitchen table. Hi, Ari. Thank you so much for having me. Steph, we first met in January 2007, and Pennsylvania's changed significantly, uh, our country's changed significantly, and both our lives have changed uh, quite a bit. But if you could provide our listeners uh, a little context, uh, your memory is better than mine, of um, of that, that wild historic year in 2007. <laughs> Well, my first of all, I'm I've since become a mother, and so my memory is terrible in general. Um, but yeah, Ari, we met in 2007. We went through a crazy time of you know helping to establish United States Senator Bob Casey in his uh, Senate position. Um, you worked on his campaign. I was working on his, uh, I was I was actually working for another senator uh, as an intern when he was elected. And having been from Pennsylvania, I was super excited to have the opportunity to get back to work for, uh, for the Commonwealth. And so you and I met and we were just young staffers trying to figure, figure things out for the good of the people of Pennsylvania. So... <laughs> Well, I think we figured it out. Uh, you got I hope so. <laughs> compliments of many, many, many uh, great staffers, and most importantly, the great work of the Casey family. He got reelected in 2012 and again in 2018. So you're with the senator through 2011, working out of Washington, and uh, share with our listeners some of those experiences. Sure. So, um, so I I started off in Senator. I started to build Senator Casey's press office. So I started off as his press assistant, went on to be his deputy press secretary. And then when I left his service, I um, was his state press secretary. So I got to travel all over trains, planes, and automobiles all over the Commonwealth and and just get to meet so many wonderful people and learn so much about the state and truly just serve a, a wonderful state and a, and a wonderful man. You know, I think you and I would both agree that there are few people as wonderful as Senator Casey. He's a, a he's truly a public servant um, who really believes in what he does. And wh- one thing he has, I know he has a heart for, which is a something I have a heart for as well is issues surrounding, you know, children and families. And um, it was just a really great, it was a great honor to be able to, to serve um, under Senator Casey for sure. And alongside so many wonderful staffers and, you know, just contribute even a very small piece to um, the great things that he's done for the state and for the country. Well, they say a 
journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step and you were there on day one uh, for the yes. first step. <laughs> Which part of Pennsylvania are, are you from and where do you currently live now that you've left the craziness of the DC belt? <laughs> sure. So I'm born and raised uh, outside of Pittsburgh. My husband and I are both born and raised in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Uh, we went to DC for a few years, but of course you couldn't keep couldn't keep the girl out of Pennsylvania. And we moved back actually right next door, essentially not physically next door, but in the next town um, to where we grew up. So we live in the South Hills of Pennsylvania. And I don't think we'll ever leave. We love it here so much. You can take the girl out of Pittsburgh, but you can never take the Pittsburgh out of the girl. So proud Pittsburgh girl here. So I want to pivot. And uh, I, I know this might be difficult uh, for our listeners and certainly uh, for you, but you got to know, so to speak, Senator Casey and uh, our former colleagues in a different context over the last three years. And uh, to the extent you're comfortable sharing that, it'd be very eye-opening and uh, empowering. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, you talk about sitting at your kitchen table, Ari, and um, I'm actually here today to talk about someone who is very important, who is unfortunately missing from my kitchen table, and that's my daughter, Scarlett. Scarlett was our first and only child at the time. She was perfect, happy, healthy, perfect little girl, absolutely the center of our universe, the light of our lives. She, her favorite song was You're My Sunshine. She loved books and she loved our pets. She loved animals and she loved dessert. So she was her mama's daughter for sure. Never met a sweet she didn't like. And um, she loved to make people smile. And like I said, she was perfect. And our whole lives uh, revolved around her, which, you know, as a parent yourself, I'm sure you can completely relate. And... In 2017, in January 2017, hard to believe, just 10 years uh, after starting to work for Senator Casey, we put Scarlett to sleep and she never woke up. She was 16 months old at the time. And we did a thorough investigation into her death, including an autopsy. We have an absolutely incredible medical examiner's office here in Allegheny County who ran many extensive tests to try to find out what happened to Scarlett. And we have also since participated in some research that's being conducted at New York University to try to find out what happened to Scarlett. And unfortunately, we don't have any answers. None of those investigations were able to point to an answer about what happened to her. So what um, Scarlett's death is considered, it's um, Sudden Unexplained Death in Childhood, or SUDC. And SUDC is a category of death in children between the ages of 1 and 18 that remains unexplained after a thorough investigation, including an autopsy. So after the loss of Scarlett, um, of course, we received an outpouring of support from so many people wanting to help, including our former colleagues in Senator Casey's office and Senator Casey himself. And they wanted to try to find a, a way to help. And what they came up with, they were working with other advocates in Pennsylvania and throughout the country. And they authored a piece of legislation that they asked if they could name after Scarlett. And that is how Scarlett's Sunshine on Unexpected 
Death Act came to be. And it was named Scarlet Sunshine, of course, after her favorite song, You're My Sunshine. Um, We have kind of taken on this concept of sun and sunshine, spreading Scarlet Sunshine in her memory. You know, we have suns everywhere. (laughs) We have a nonprofit for Scarlet and our logo is a sun. And um, when we are trying to spread her memory and spread kindness in her memory, uh, we say that we're we're being the sunshine for Scarlet. So that's where the name kind of came from. And that legislation was introduced in 2017, not long after Scarlet passed away. And um, it went through, you know, over three years, <laughs> two Congresses, and it was finally passed. It signed into law by President Trump on December 31st, 2020. So Scarlet's name will live on, will live on forever. And we're, we're extremely grateful for that. And we're extremely grateful for Senator Casey and his amazing staff for, for bringing that to fruition. Steph, I'm really grateful as a, a new parent, uh, nine months into this crazy adventure of parenthood, uh, for you sharing that. And in, in my faith tradition in Judaism, we have an expression, may her memory be for a blessing. And it's, it's a blessing to know uh, activists like you uh, who uh, are always looking for the sun as compared to uh, uh, the darkness. And this is an issue uh, which is uh, purely bipartisan. And Senator Casey, my understanding, rallied uh, Senator Isaacson, uh, the retired senator from Georgia, and others. And it's incredible that uh, this was passed into law so quickly when so much uh, in Washington just is gridlock. Uh, what would the legislation uh, do now that it's about three months after it's signing? Sure. So, um, yes, just to reiterate what you just said, it is. it was not only bipartisan le- legislation, it was bicameral legislation as well. I think, you know, in the current state of politics, sometimes it's hard to find something we can all agree on. But I think one thing that we can all agree on is that Seemingly healthy children should not just die. And, you know, that it's really important to try to figure out why that's happening and really important to try to prevent it from happening. So um, I had the great honor actually to speak in front of the subcommittee that was committed that was considering the bill on the House side. It actually coincided with the third anniversary of Scarlett's death, which was not timing that I ever would have chosen. Um, when I first found out that that's when it was happening, my first instinct was absolutely not. There's absolutely no way that I can speak in front of that subcommittee on that day. You, you formally testified, right? Yes, yes. And it was... The committee was warm and welcoming and so supportive. My congressman, Congressman Doyle, actually doesn't even sit on that committee. And he made it a point to come um, just to be there uh, for uh, for our family. And um, they were warm and welcoming. But man, it's intimidating. <laughs> it's very intimidating to sit there uh, in front of so many distinguished uh, policymakers. But I was just so thankful for the opportunity to share Scarlett's story. And I, I really do like to think that she had a hand in picking out the timing. And so, um, so we did it. And, um, and it was truly amazing to be sitting in that committee. And there were the representatives were kind of bouncing in and out of the committee hearing um, because there was a simultaneous hearing going on at the same time. And they were all very apologetic every time they would leave. But it was incredible how many people would come back and just say that, 
well, I just signed on to the legislation. Like as I stepped out, I just went and signed on to this legislation. And when they introduced the legislation to be passed on the House floor, the, you know, Senator Casey spoke on the Senate floor about Scarlett and had her beautiful picture there. And we had representatives from both parties speak on the House floor about Scarlett. And it was just it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. So the legislation itself <laughs> really seeks to close some of the gaps in the death investigation system in our country. So really, it's it's primarily about data collection and enhancing data collection, research into SUDC and SUID, which is sudden unexpected infant death, which is um, the classification for deaths in children before the age of one. Research is badly needed. And in order to have, uh, especially for SUDC, because it is so limited, research is so badly needed and you can't have good research without good data. So it, uh, the legislation seeks to help uh, research by um, enhancing data collection. And so it's it's a really important step forward. But truly, above and beyond the merits of the legislation itself, for us and for our family, one of the most important things was that it was the first piece of federal legislation in the United States that was named after a child who was lost to SUDC. And the awareness that that brings is, is truly truly has the potential to be life-changing and life-saving. Um, I think awareness is a term that gets kind of squishy sometimes, right? We throw it around a lot, and sometimes it can even lose its meaning. But awareness in the case of SUDC is is absolutely paramount. When this happened to my husband, Ryan, and I, we truly thought we were the only people in the history of the world that this had ever happened to. We had never heard of it before. And most people I talk to, they've never heard of it either. And when you are grieving and you are traumatized and you are overwhelmed by your experience, alone is just not a good position to be in. Feeling alone exasperates the situation. And being able to learn about SUDC and find the SUDC Foundation, it allowed me to connect with a community of other families who've experienced this tragedy. And it, it was it, it has been a lifeline. It continues to be a lifeline to Ryan and myself and to the other families. And awareness not only helps you connect with a community, it also helps you to connect with research. And unfortunately, so far, at least the research hasn't resulted in answers for us for Scarlet, but it has resulted in answers for other families. And if we didn't know what SUDC was, we wouldn't have been able to be connected to this research. And we have the peace of mind now that we've done everything that we can up to this point to try to figure out what happened to Scarlett. And awareness also allows you to have resources to be able to educate the people who care for your family now. You know, our pediatrician that was Scarlett's pediatrician had never heard of had this happen to any of his patients. The pediatrician we have for our second daughter, Eliana, They've never had this happen to their patients either. And by having the resource, by knowing about SUDC and knowing about the resources that are available, we are able to educate the people who care for our family to guide the care for Ryan, myself, and our family in the future. So awareness is so critical to SUDC and helping us to hopefully one day be able to prevent this from happening to families in the future. 
Well, Steph, thank you so much for sharing with your fellow listeners of the podcast uh, about this really heroic and remarkable journey. And uh, I don't want to hold you much longer from your daughter, Eliana, but my understanding is that March is SUDC Awareness Month. So if you could share uh, a bit about what you're doing, uh, about what your foundation is doing, and uh, most importantly, perhaps what our listeners can do during the month of March. Absolutely. And thank you for asking. So yes, March is SUDC Awareness Month. And actually, the state of Pennsylvania has already joined, I think as of this morning, it was about 40 states who have proclaimed March as SUDC Awareness Month in a statewide proclamation. So we're very thankful for to Governor Wolf for doing that. SUDC Awareness Month is a month-long way that we raise awareness of SUDC, of course, We have weekly activities that we utilize to try to raise awareness of SUDC. The best way for you you to get involved is, of course, to follow the SUDC Foundation on social media. Like I said, we've got weekly themes where you can um, join in on the action. So this week is actually Kindness Week, where we like to perform random acts of kindness in memory of SUDC children. We would be honored if anyone would perform an act of kindness in memory of Scarlett, but it doesn't have to be in memory of Scarlett. It can be in memory of all SUDC kids. If you go on to SUDC.org, you can actually print off these beautiful cards that describe SUDC and what Awareness Month is, and you can use it to perform your random act of kindness. We really like to... Scarlett loved books and desserts and animals, so we really like to put a card in a book and and put it at a playground for another child to pick up. We really like to donate pet food to our local animal shelter with one of, one of the cards taped to it. And we also really love to give people cookies as often as possible because we know how much Scarlett loved cookies. So you can use one of those cards and just pay for, you know, pay for the person behind you in the drive-thru window and just spread a little bit of sunshine for Scarlet. So that's what we've got going on this week. You know, at the end of the month, we're actually going to be, our goal is to have, um, we're going to walk, a walk, run, or ride. You can ride your bike if you want to, a thousand miles uh, in honor of SUDC Awareness Month. And that's to mark the over 1,000 families worldwide that the SUDC Foundation um, supports. So you can... If you go for your morning run, go on to SEDC.org and log those miles or kilometers and um, just help us reach that goal. So follow the SCDC Foundation on social media, get involved, share your participation with hashtag SCDC Awareness Month. And our foundation, the Scarlet Lily and Polly Foundation, is supporting SCDC Month and the Awareness Month uh, efforts as well. So you're welcome to give us a follow as well. Scarlet's foundation, um, org is our website and the Scarlet Lily and Polly foundation is our social media. So we would just really appreciate if people can help us spread the word because, um, you know, this is a terrible club to be in. Um, hopefully it's never happened to any of your listeners and hopefully it never will, but it may happen to someone in their lives. And if, you can help them know about this medical mystery ahead of time. You might be able to to really help them the way that we were helped when we lost Scarlett. Steph, thanks so much for taking the time, sharing this important, important message with uh, our diverse listeners across uh, the Commonwealth and policymakers and their staffs, even in Washington, who are avid listeners of the podcast. And 
this is just a message that needs to be heard and repeated. But most importantly, I'm going to let you get back to your daughter. Uh, but I appreciate you stopping by my kitchen table. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing, Arian. I, you know, I think every parent loves talking about their child. It's always a gift. So anytime we get to talk about Scarlett, it's really, truly a gift to us. So I really thank you for your time and, and the opportunity. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Pennsylvania Kitchen Table Politics. As Hillary Clinton used to say, it takes a village. This podcast would not be possible without the help of Sarah McGrath and Jake Schwartz. If you liked this discussion, we would love for you to give us a review, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a suggestion on a future guest and other feedback, visit our website, papoliticspodcast.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at PA Political Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.